Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I am the digital resource curator at Faith to Go. And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the youth missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And here we are, Charlotte. Did I, you have something to say? I did. What did you say? David, there's a leaf in your tea. That's true. <laughs> I have the most magical cup of tea right now that I've ever seen. Charlotte has a ridiculous treasure trove of teas, and it's not ridiculous, it's just nice. It is, right? Yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. a little special to it's get to pick special, your tea yeah. out of the assortment of teas. But this tea bag has a little leaf that sticks out the top of it, and it sits right on the bottom of the cup, so it looks like a leaf has grown out of your tea. Mm-hmm. New life. New life. So Ooh, that might be the, foreshadowing. Oh, for sure. So here we are, everybody. Uh, happy week leading up to Christmas, and mm-hmm. we have a special episode today. Because we're not going to talk about the, the readings for Sunday. We're not. We're, we're ta- not going to talk about the 26th. We're not talking about it. You just forget that right now, everyone. We're talking about Christmas Day. Right. And David, one of the things that I think is really interesting about our talking about that is that we have actually never done Mm-mm. the Christmas Gospels. That's right. So it feels really special and exciting to both David and I to get to talk about it. And we're hopeful that it will be to you guys, too. Absolutely. Um, so we are uh, excited for this week leading up to Christmas. We hope you are having a joyful, expectant, safe time as well uh, with your family, whether that's people coming to visit or you're staying home or you're going somewhere. We hope you all are safe this week uh, and that we're, we're excited to travel with you wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are here to talk about the gospel uh, for Christmas leading up to Christmas Day, Saturday, December 25th. And before we get into it, though, we have a couple things. First, we need to share our God sighting from this past week, yes. consolation and or desolation. And David, I believe it's your turn. So can you share with our audience where you saw God moving <clears throat> in your life this week? I will try my best to identify a moment where I saw God this week. In the, in the week leading up to the incarnation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, George loved ballet. Okay. He's my three and a half year old son. And... Um, He's always loved dancing ballet. He's got tutus and he's just got ballet shoes. He's never taken a ballet class, which would be good. But he loves watching the ballet on YouTube and things like that and dancing and listening to ballet music and dancing around the garage and stuff. So um, this past Saturday was the first live performance indoors of the San Diego Youth Ballet. Yes. Uh, the Nutcracker. Okay. And, and so we went to the <gasps> Nutcracker, the San, the Nutcracker Ballet, as he will, as he would uh, yes. correct me. Yes. Uh, is its official name to him. And so, um, yeah, it was just so good to, it was so cool to be at a live performance of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly it was the joy of watching, of like experiencing it with him because he was like, number one, so excited when he found out that we were going. Uh, plus it was, we got, we could only get the seven o'clock performance, which is technically when he goes to bed. Right. So it was like a special, you get to stay up past your bedtime night. We only made it to intermission, but, uh, it was just like so fun to like, he was just so entranced by like the, like that they were like these real people in this room with him, not just like on this little computer screen. So just like his hopeful expectation Mm -hmm. of going, um, just his like joy of being in that moment and just like how present uh, he is in those moments of just like being so excited to see this thing and just like the sheer like 
surprise and like enjoy and and excitement when things happen on the stage like when the snow falls down and it's just like so cool it's just so cool to be there so exciting to be with you know in that place with other people exciting to see that excited to see like the joy of the people there and the and the people and the kids performing and it was just all so great uh and so exciting to be there with george so i feel god's moving in that kind of like excitement and the expectation of it um in the newness of the experience for him and yeah and just everybody that was there well and i think that honestly in this season of expectation and wonder that whenever we get to experience something through the eyes of a child that it invites us into that wonder in a new way Mm -hmm. because i'm guessing that you've seen the nutcracker before either well maybe even in person but experiencing it with george is an invitation into the wonder of that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. therefore i think that as you travel towards Christmas, all of the different opportunities and preparations in Advent that you watch George experience is an invitation into the wonder and mystery of that with him as well. Yeah, for sure. And we hope you all are, are excited too yes. about your Christmas. Um, and also like we're going to talk about today, also recognizing that Christmas doesn't just have to be exciting and mm-hmm. joyful time, you know, because we're missing people. I'm missing my parents this week. Mm-hmm. I have been since Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, we're missing the people that are not with us, that can't travel to be with us, that have died. You know, just there's a lot of sadness on Christmas, too. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, so before that, though, uh, we have a listener voicemail from one of the most faithful listeners of any podcast ever in the history of the world. Uh, Hannah Wilder has sent us a voicemail and uh, we're going to listen to it right now. So take it away, Hannah. Hi, this is Hannah Wilder, the associate at St. Andrew's Antonidas, and I loved your episode of Faith to Go this week, discussing the Magnificat. Excellent points from all three of you. I especially wanted to give a shout-out to Antoine and just say, wow, it's so great to have you on the podcast and to get your perspective. And I loved how you brought up the African-American spiritual and how you might be singing the song and it might not be reality. It might help you feel better and to go to sleep at night and it might just be about feeling better in that moment, you know, and I think that is such a great way to understand the Magnificat because we read it and at least I read it and I'm like, yeah, the rich are sent away empty and the hungry are filled with good things. And it's like this vision of a just world that we just have not co-created with God yet. And it feels so, there's so much like longing and excitement and hope for that world and also just like sadness and loss and grief that it's not here yet. So I just, I love that, um, that thought that you brought, Antoine. Thank you so much. And also, I want to know, why did you say you were skeptical <laughs> about being on Facebook before you got there? And then why did you say you loved it? So those are my questions. So thank you so much, Hannah, for those kind words about our podcast this last week. We'll send Antoine all those questions that you asked via email and yes. see if he responds. Maybe he could respond with a voicemail of his own, and then we can play that next time. Uh, and the just also to say that we're I there's a second part of Hannah's uh, voicemail. Hannah, don't worry. I'm going to play it. We're going to play it at the beginning of my point because my point is going to be a response to a question Hannah asked at the end of her voicemail there. Um, that we didn't play yet. So stay tuned for that. And we would also always love to hear from you. You can call us uh, and leave us a voicemail. The number is 562-384-7638. That's 562-FTG-POD, P-O-D-8. You can also email us, faithtogo at edsd.org. You can contact us through our website, myfaithtogo.org. 
or you can uh, direct message us or follow us on Instagram at Faith2Go. We'd love to hear from you in any and all of those ways. And now we're going to get into the gospel for this coming Saturday, uh, Christmas Day, December 25th. It will be the gospel you might hear uh, if you go to a Christmas morning service. It's from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. All right, so here we are picking up uh, really actually very close to the reading from last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week we talked about the Magnificat and then right after the Magnificat is the birth of John the Baptist. Zechariah prophesies about the birth of John the Baptist, what God is doing, Jesus. And then chapter two, verse one, birth of Jesus. So we really only skipped a couple of verses, really just like the last half of, of chapter one, last part of chapter one. So we're really kind of keeping in line with our story here, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not a whole lot of context to give you, but you know, it says where they are, who the emperor was to give us kind of a time marker, um, why they're traveling and then what happens. And then this part of the story that we know so well about the shepherds, the angels. So I have the first point, uh, for this week and I, I will play, I'm going to play, um, Hannah's question that she asked, uh, in the second part of her uh, voicemail in one second, but just, just as, a, as a preamble to it. The thing that jumped out to me was this line about uh, right after Jesus is born, it says that Mary gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Mm-hmm. And I'm just struck by kind of the, 
the imagery here being so similar to that of Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's weird to kind of think about Jesus dying when Jesus is being born. But at the same time, I think that's what Luke is inviting us to do. So then what does that mean exactly if Luke is maybe inviting us into this holding both Jesus's birth and death, kind of holding them together at the same time, kind of in this weird kind of like flattening of time kind of way. And seeing like Jesus's death reflected in his in his birth at the from the very moment of his birth. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the first thing that Mary does so that at the cross, Mary holds Jesus is part of the group of women that prepares him for for burial, wraps him in cloth, lays him in a tomb, you know, in this dark, desolate place, similar to a manger, wrapping her baby in a cloth, laying him in this manger. Okay, so I that might be weird, but that I think is what's happening here. Right. Right. And so uh, this is so now we're going to listen to Hannah's question. Hannah had a question about God and about death. So this was Hannah's question at the end of her voicemail. Oh, also, I was asked this week, and I would love to hear your thoughts about this question. Uh, Charlotte, David, Antoine, everyone, um, what do you think God's role in death is? So I'd love to hear your thoughts about what God's role in death is. Thanks very much. Hannah Wilder, signing off. Love your podcast. Bye. So Hannah's question, what is God's role in death? And I'm just thinking about that through the lens here of Christmas Day, where Tomorrow, if you go to church again, that'll be three days in a row. So congratulations to everybody listening. Uh, if you go to church tomorrow, you're going to hear the beginning of John's gospel. You know, in the beginning was the word. The word became flesh, God incarnate. Uh, and just thinking about what that means with this. As, as, and also here, Luke is talking about kind of the birth of this Messiah, the, the, the one that will, the one in whom the hope, all the people have hope like like preemptively foreshadowing like talk thinking about jesus's death looking at the birth through the lens of what will happen at the end and i'm just thinking like you know we could say probably a whole lot of things about our theology of like god's place in death or in suffering you know that's a whole like realm of theology to talk about um but i'm just i'm just thinking in in terms of like thinking about it through the lens of this gospel it seems like God's role, what is God's role in death? Well, God's role in death is to be present, mm-hmm. is to be incarnate, embodied in death. That when, that in Jesus' birth is Jesus' death. In our life, God is present, and God is present to the extremes of that, into death. So that what is God's role in death? God's role in death is to die. Mm-hmm. Jesus, God's role in death is to die with us, God's role in death is to suffer with us. And that is, to me, the promise and the hope and simultaneously like the hopelessness Mm -hmm. of Christmas, of this moment, um, of Jesus' birth. You know, that like, that both, like just like we talked about in the Magnificat, like there is, Luke is asking us to hold both of those things together to say, look at this hopeful moment where the angels sing out to the shepherds and the shepherds come to see this, promise of new life and joy and 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 possibility and hope and also we know how it's going to end right you know uh so there is both this hope and hopelessness there is this new life and there is death at the same time and god is in both of those things god is kind of 
not just in both of those things, but in the in-between place between both of those things. So that really Luke is saying, hey, on this Christmas day, can you hold both the beauty and joy and hope of new birth and the sadness and grief and suffering and hopelessness of death? Mm-hmm. Um, because we're holding both life and death. We are, we are taking joy in the, in the promise of life, in the, in the glory of life, in the happiness of the people we are with, and we are holding at the exact same time the, the space left by the people who are not there. Yes. We're holding at the exact same time the knowledge that life is also about suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, that we have, that I'm going to wake up on Christmas and like, my, like George is going to be so excited and there's going to be trees and there's going to be presents. And also that day he's going to cry about something. And like I've experienced life as a human being and my life has been relatively privileged and it's still been painful. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be true for him, you know? And so we're holding all these things at the same time so that in God there is that abundant source of life and also death, you know? And what is God's role in death? Well, it is to be the abundant source of life and it is to die, you know? And so what does it mean for the abundant source of life to be death as well? Yeah. I don't know, but it's, it's ours to hold, you know, and be in that in-between place and see what emerges in us. Well, and I think, David, that as you were talking, the both and is for sure true um, for me. But I also think that it is this cycle. And one of the things that I love in this in this connection that you name between the bands of cloth that the baby is wrapped in now and then the bands of cloth that Jesus is wrapped in at the end of his life is that cycle that it invites us to, to consider how things are tied together from beginning to end. And then it's mm-hmm. inviting back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the things that I love about a liturgical calendar mm-hmm. also, especially in our tradition, that throughout the year that we are invited into this beginning time of this preparation and the arrival of the King. And then we are invited into a preparation time as we prepare for Jesus's death. And we travel with Jesus as he heals and teaches and does miracles. And then we do it again next year. Right. And in that time where we are called to holding time, um, together and knowing that the time is constantly going to be in a cycle that we are going to go through all of these things. And it really resonates for me because I keep thinking about this godly play story, um, that we hear in Advent that talks about the coming of the King. And it's a really beautiful way to kind of connect it with children, Mm -hmm. um, especially through the lens that you were just talking about. And I went and got my godly play story (laughs) so I could make sure I said it. Um, and it's right at the beginning. It says a King is coming. But he is not the kind of king that people thought was coming. This king had no army, no great house, and no riches. This king was a baby who was born in a barn. The king who was coming is still coming. This is full of mystery. And you know, a mystery is hard to enter sometimes. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that goes to your, I think that is a good transition to your point too. Yes, absolutely. Because mystery has to do a lot with what I want to talk about today, which is the things that we ponder. So as I was reading through this gospel and continuing my walk with Mary this Advent season, as I have been walking with Mary this whole Advent season, as you know, um, all of these things that happen, right? Mary walks on the road with Joseph. Time comes for her delivery. She has the baby. She wraps him in bands of cloth. She puts him in the manger. 
Um, the shepherds receive the angels and then the shepherds go on a journey of their own to see the new baby and they get there. And not only do they get there to see Jesus, but they tell the story of everything that they have encountered and the angels coming and, and their call to follow and to come and see Jesus and be present there in the barn with Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. And after we get through all of this, and that's a lot of stuff to get through, but after we get through all of this, it says, but Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And I was thinking about the way we carry things Mm -hmm. because when I've had big transformational experiences in my life, I'm present in the moment of them, but I don't always get to unpack them until later. I have to carry them in my heart. I have to like ponder them, consider them, wrestle with them, worry about them, consider them. There's any number of adjectives that I could use for what happens in this space in my heart as I am carrying these experiences that I have that I have had. And I think that the way Mary has to do that is so much more vast mm-hmm. than anything that I have had to do. Because Mary knows that she has given birth to the Messiah and she at least thinks she knows what that means. Like she's not an innocent participant in all of this. She knows the implications of what she has been called to and being the mother of Jesus. And yet she's holding this beautiful bouncing bundle of joy in her arms, right? Jesus laughed. He cooed. He was a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, he cried, you know, all of these things. And so with that are all of those implications of the feelings that it also means to Mary to have given birth to Jesus and to raise Jesus mm-hmm. and to kiss boo-boos and navigate all of those things that mm-hmm. a mother would do. And so as she's pondering these words in her heart that the shepherds have shared with her about, you know, the glory of the Lord and all of those things, she's also looking at this beautiful baby boy. Mm. And I'm just so mindful of not only what it meant for Mary to ponder these things in her heart, but what is that invitation to us? Mm-hmm. What is that invitation to hold the both and for us of knowing the glory and the splendor of God that has been born on Christmas day and then leaning into a little bit, the point that you had, but knowing what the road ahead looks like for Jesus, but also what the road ahead looks like for Mary, because we hear so much about Mary during Advent, but then we don't really hear about Mary again, other than, you know, the miracle at the wedding in Cana, um, when she has Jesus turn some water into wine for her, um, until we get to the end of Jesus's life. She's in both places, but we don't hear a lot about her. And I wonder if there's an opportunity for me as I travel into Epiphany and Lent and towards Easter to think about Mary in each of those stories as her child grows into a man and begins his journey. Um, what was her lens? What was pondered in her heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder, like, how, what, what, um, how did it change her? You know, like, we don't get to see of really Mary's story arc or like character arc. Mm-hmm. You know, like we get to see maybe the disciples or some of the people that encountered Jesus or Jesus Himself. But I'm just, I'm struck by like how Mary shows us what it means to bear witness in that kind of in-between place, Mm -hmm. you know, like in between hope and hopelessness, in between death and life without trying to, it's not Mary 
Mary thought about it really hard and tried to explain what had happened. You know, Mary sat in the in-between and held it in her heart. The heart space is that in-between place, mm-hmm. you know. And like Mary is the constant here. Like other than Jesus, who is present both in this scene and the scene at the cross is just her. Mm-hmm. The angels aren't at the cross. The shepherds aren't at the cross. Joseph's not at the cross, it would appear. Mary's there. You know, Mary wraps Jesus in birth. Mary wraps Jesus in death. And she doesn't, she, like, what was Mary's journey beyond this, this moment? You know, like, what, and then, and then I think she, like, she gives us an example then of how to be, how to bear witness in that kind of active but receptive way that we're not, that we can hear stories and let them work on us and be changed from the inside. Um, and that that kind of bearing witness is, is the thing that kind of, that can lead to new, that can lead to hope, mm-hmm. you know, without, um, without kind of preempting the process, you know, like trying to, trying to make things work or trying to right. explain things away or trying to make things change. It's like, or fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or fix it. You know, it's like, what, how can we, how can we bear witness to that, to, to the place where death and life are co-emergent? You know, like there's just all these places of, of trauma and oppression and suffering and pain in the world. And a, a lot of the time we go in trying to like explain it away or fix it. And instead, maybe we're called to witness to it in this kind mm-hmm. of way, you know, and to see what emerges in us and see what grows in us and then to see what what kind of our work becomes in that space uh, rather than trying to decide what it's going to be before we enter it. So anyway, lots of stuff to think about on Christmas. Yeah. So thank you all for tuning in, for listening. Those are our two points for today. Well done. Uh, number one was mine, and it was about this the bands of cloth, you know, connecting Jesus' birth and Jesus' death. And thinking about the grief that continues in our joy, the uh, death that uh, exists in life mm-hmm. and the other way around. And number two was Charlotte, and it was about Mary's pondering, Mary's sitting and holding the way that she um, witnesses, uh, bears witness, and and walks with um, these unbelievable experiences, lets them work on her, uh, and does not try to explain them or figure them out, but just kind of like lets them be in her heart and we would love to hear what your what your point would have been for today we hope that you all have a joyful uh week leading up to christmas uh thank you hannah for your voicemail yes Uh, and we would always always love to hear from you all Uh, you can call us uh, and leave us a voicemail as well just like hannah did Uh, the number is 562-384-7638-562-ftgpod8 you can always also email us, faith to go at edsd.org. You can contact us through our website, myfaith2go.org. And you can uh, follow us or direct message us on Instagram at faith2go. And David, before we wrap and say goodbye to everybody, do you want to give a teaser as to who our guest is next week? Yes. Uh, next week, we have the exciting opportunity to talk to uh, an old, old friend of the podcast. Yes, that's right. Heather Lawrence, the Heather Lawrence. Mm-hmm accomplished musician postulant in the diocese of san diego currently at uh studying in uh church divinity school of the pacific in berkeley cdsp so uh we'll be talking to heather next week uh and until then we say goodbye goodbye Goodbye, everybody. everybody